Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Here we go again, another year. Pam's going to let us know, as always, about the week ahead. I'm going to jump in at the end with our little meditation. And welcome, everyone, to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and Susie Mazzoli. And welcome to this new year, Pam, Pam, Pam. <laughs> Happy New Year, my love. What's in store? Oh, igualmente. Happy New Year to you. Uh, what's in store? Well, Susie and I are doing an overview of 2023, which should post mm, sometime in the next couple of weeks. But um, as we start my first forecast for 2023, the moon is in the sign of Taurus. And I do hope everyone had a good au revoir or adios um, to 2022. I know I have and am not terribly sorry to see it go as we enter into this year, which is solidly more about adaptability, getting into like seeing where the lay of the land is. Uh, last year, 2022, I think one of the things that was so challenging about it in an overview is I just think of um, <laughs> the phrase for anybody who uh, used to watch Star Trek or still does, resistance is futile. It's, um, it, it, it's not that we shouldn't resist when change is just going to eradicate individuality and creativity. Absolutely, we should always resist. But the resisting change as a knee-jerk reaction because we just are in our comfort zone of where we might be is simply never going to work <laughs> because change is inevitable. It's simply how the universe functions, evolves, grows, shapeshifts, becomes. And it's normal to be um, view the unknown with trepidation, but that doesn't mean that we ever want to succumb to fear or inflexibility because of the unknown. It's, it actually is counterproductive. 
And so now we're in an energetic year, which is more about, uh, okay, let's see how this shifts and feels. And we're not in some of the big heaviness that we saw with some of the planetary pictures of last year and actually the preceding years. It uh, doesn't mean that this is going to be a cakewalk. It's just, I, I love this Monday the second that has the moon in Taurus and very well aspected as we get into, especially the morning hours until pretty much mid-evening. It's just a very juicy time for doing things that feel out of the box or creative or engaging in conversations that have to do with how can we build differently or win-win. And we do want to keep in mind Mercury's retrograde. And so it's best to work with projects already in motion, especially ones that we initiated before the holidays. Uh, also, keep in mind Mars is still retrograde, so things may not move as quickly as we would like. And this is really the last full week of the Mars retrograde. Mars goes direct next week, and I'll talk more about that when it does. But um, but we are in this this energy that we're feeling the kind of uh, it's so close. I can feel the logjam is about to break open, and it is. It's simply that. It, you don't want to exhaust your energy pushing too hard on something that is not yet ready to give. And with the moon in Taurus, the best way to use this day is to sink into the gifts. What are the gifts? What are the things around you that are the low-hanging fruit, the things that are easy to access and take advantage of and follow through with? And don't forget to have some really, at least one meal where you're really present and chewing thoughtfully. And ideally, this is how we should eat all the time, but um, I'm from New York, so it's not always a way that people do. But it is, it's better for your body, it's better for your sense of presence, it's better for really savoring whatever it is you might be ingesting. But if you take that metaphorically as well, what is the day feeding you? What is being offered to you that you can chew on and take your time with and fully be present about? And that is a delicious way to spend this, uh, what I feel is a highly productive day, uh, especially coming off the holiday weeks when Maybe not a lot has been getting done in your world, or the things that were the things that were getting done were more about home and family and attention to what what feeds you spiritually and emotionally. So now it's a segue energy. How do we carry that into the week so that we're still bringing all this like well-fed sense of 
joy, presence, being loved, and going into our week with a sense of, I'm carrying this and I'm going to, there's enough for everybody. The moon goes void, of course, at 5.16 p.m. <clears throat> and even though the moon is void and will be, hmm, will be until 9.44 p.m. that evening, is that we're in this, this point when the moon is void in Taurus, Taurus is considered the exalted moon placement um, because Taurus basically is related to the card of the Empress in Tarot. And it's a sense of we have what we need. We deserve what is the bounty of the earth and love and touch and the, the sensuality of being a human being. So uh, that time, those, those several hours of the void moon in Taurus, I'd say just enjoy being a human being in your body and what makes it feel good, what, what gives you a sense of delight, comfort, and presence in this evening and after the holidays many times i know i do we we need to kind of comfort our body and take care of it because we've extended it too much maybe we've eaten a lot more rich foods than we usually eat or uh, partaken in uh, wine and alcohol more than we usually do or, or sugar and this is a time when we can start to baby ourselves and and monitor in what does our body need to recalibrate and feel very whole and present in 2023. Venus enters uh, Aquarius at 9.09 p.m. for a few weeks of uh, just Venus in her delight of uh, networking and buzzing around and, and seeing all things that are digitally wondrous or uh, antiquated, delicious. Uh, Aquarius and Venus can uh, move from, oh, I just love that really old, funky, cool thing to what is the, the robot of the future. So wherever you are at that spectrum, enjoy the next few weeks of um, delightful serendipity. Uh, the moon enters Gemini at 9.44 p.m. and, and in harmony with that Venus in, in Aquarius, for some of us, especially air signs, fire signs, we may feel a very kinetic kind of, oh, let's connect to this. Let's do that. I love this. So it could be a very buzzy evening for certain people. And the moon in the sign of Gemini over the next couple of days is when the moon's in Gemini in general, um, the energy is about what's new, let me show you this, what have you heard, a lot of, uh, a lot of buzz, as I said, a lot of things get thrown about to pop up ideas. Now, not all are necessarily good, and not everybody responds to them, but people who are more um, in the thinking realm, the verbal realm, the world of um, communication or just uh, 
introvert, uh, not introverted, extroverted uh, connectivity are going to be very jazzed. Uh, certainly Monday night, Tuesday, and it's it's kind of fun and delightful for people who like that. <laughs> Everybody else, put on your head headphones and listen to some nice music. Um, but the thing that is the um, caveat about these couple of days is that Mercury is retrograde and you want to be hyper aware that you really understand when you're meeting when, who's responsible for what, uh, checks and balances, absolutely essential over the next couple of days because there's a Neptunian influence that can cloud information. This isn't necessarily bad or nefarious. It's just that if we're assuming, we're asking for trouble. So especially if you're involved in anything contractual or anything um, medical, um, follow through in business. So what I'm thinking of is small print Recently, since I've been responsible for a lot of uh, family members flying here or there or buses, you, you, every airline website is different, of course. The small print is different on everything. The little asterisk keys are different. And so it's that kind of thing. It's you think you're getting the refundable whatever, but you have to read the little bitty mice type <laughs> on another four links before you know exactly what you're committing to. And that's what you want to be hyper aware of over these couple of days. In general, it's a good idea, but these couple of days definitely have those kind of snares in the road, which is, uh, you didn't notice that, mm, too bad. <laughs> so <clears throat> just keep that in mind. Uh, but overall, I think these are fun days. These are days of um, enjoying people. If you enjoy uh, talking and being with people, uh, can be very busy times with neighbors, family members, especially siblings. And But read that fine print. So Wednesday, the 4th, the moon goes void, of course, at 7.08 p.m. Oh, and for new listeners, the times I give are Eastern times, so you have to adjust depending where you are. So once the moon is void in the sign of Gemini, it's void uh, over 12 hours. It doesn't go into the next sign, Cancer, until 9.15 a.m. on Thursday morning. <clears throat> And so this void period of the moon in Gemini is not as um, yummy as when the moon was void in Taurus, as I talked about on Monday, because what's happening is we are much more apt to be led down the wrong direction because moon in Gemini void, of course, is very distracted. It's, oh, look at this, or that's over there, or why did I go on this page again? <laughs> I don't know about how many people do social media for this, that, or the other thing, but um, every now and then I find myself, oh, I've got to look on Facebook because I'm going purposely for 
whatever the destination is, um, you know, a barter group or a specific group or whatever. And then 15 minutes later, I think, wait a minute, why did I go on Facebook? <laughs> so that's why those little timers on your computer are really, really useful. But but if you do that when the moon is void, of course, on in Gemini, it may be two hours before you realize <laughs> that you went on Facebook for a specific purpose and you're just lost in wherever. That was just an example. So on Thursday, once the moon is in the sign of cancer, uh, very different energetically than what I was talking about earlier in the week, because what's happening now is we kind of want to go back to bed <laughs> or, you know, back to our home or just it's like too much, too soon. And so my advice on Thursday is just pace yourself. You know, if you're in a work environment and people are starting to uh, throw a lot of things on your desk or you're your media or electronic correspondences are just bamming out faster than you can see. Just take your time with it. You know, do little notes back. I saw this, I'll get back to you, X. And just do not let yourself get overwhelmed because there is uh, a sense I mean, not all of us are affected this way. This is always the, the general weather forecast I give, but it also allows us some sensitivity because if you're not feeling particularly affected by what I'm saying, you might have a colleague or a family member or someone with whom you um, work with or interface who is having like, a lot of trouble moving or feeling like not very present because of something else that's going on emotionally. So it always behooves us to be aware that this is what the energetic weather is and some of us are going to be more affected by it than others. But if you, and this to me is one of the most important things about astrology because it shows us. I mean, when I look at people's horoscopes, it's clear as day to me. I mean, I look at all I have to do is think in my head of the horoscopes of my brother and sister, and I think, ah, <laughs> because we all react differently. I and you know, it's human for us to think, why are they reacting that way, or why can't they see it this way? Because we're different. Human beings are different. We're all the same. We, you know, we have the same organs, the same blood, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, we function all the same. But emotionally, psychologically, we are not the same. Spiritually, we're all in the same beautiful bubble. And when we access that, we become so wise. But in our human experience, we forget all the time. <laughs> So January 6th, we have the full moon in Cancer, and that occurs exactly at 6.08 p.m. And the buildup to that, again, depending on um, how you handle emotional weather and Cancerians, 
this can be a particularly, you know, like be kind to yourself, baby yourself, tell your loved ones, I need a little more space, comfort, time on, on these days. It can suddenly start to get a lot better by mid-afternoon. We can get this kind of rush of, uh, oh, look at that. Like something can come in that inspires us, delights us, and could even derail us, um, which isn't necessarily bad if we've been in a blue funk, you know, just sort of, I uh, can't seem to get going. Uh, once the full moon is exact at 6.08 p.m., Ah, now we start to get a little, like the pressure starts to abate because the full moon in Cancer is getting lit by the Capricornian sun. So the sun in Capricorn is bright with here are our responsibilities. This is what we show up for. Um, this is what we're aiming for. Do, 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 produce. Um, let's make it real. And it's lighting up that Cancer moon, which is, okay, <laughs> I feel the obligation or the heaviness of this because I'm the mother of a child or I love my home or my dog or uh, my spouse or whatever, whatever. It's just this fullness of emotion of what I love and feel most connected to being totally barraged with the light of here's the responsibilities. This is what it looks like. This is how much money we need. <laughs> and the important piece of that about the polarities and when the full moons happen is are we feeling an energetic balance here? Because there's 12 signs, six polarities. We have to be, well, we have to work towards energetic balance. And the reason I say we have to is because if we don't, if we ignore that, then, you know, we, we're out of balance. We're out of kilter. And we're that way all the time because it's, it's, again, how often can you poise balance on the seesaw? Can't. So the full moon just lights up and says, okay, where's the imbalance? What is it we have to correct or look at or um, pay attention to? And once that pressure abates, then, then we can settle into, okay, how do we adjust or how do we ignore it depending on our, our reaction to it? So the there can be an ease of it. Some of us won't sleep well that night because full moons can affect us, especially more watery people, Scorpio, Pisces, Cancer. And on Saturday the 7th, um, again, this is a day when I would advise, you know, be in home, bustle, take care of things that are necessary there. Listen and have conversations with people, even though they're hard, um, that you must have about um, financial things or, or um, 
power equity within family or friendships, it's going to come up even if it's an undercurrent. And you either address it or you don't. You decide. The moon goes void, of course, at 5.23 p.m. and does not enter uh, Leo until 9.40 p.m. So I'd say give yourself a few hours of self-care. Once that moon enters Leo, uh, it's going to want to have some sort of creative stimulus, whatever that means for you. And that's later in the evening, Eastern time. So it all depends if you're a night owl or not. Uh, for some people, I'd advise just watching a beautiful movie to give yourself a sense of um, music, love, travel, whatever. Uh, makes your heart feel like there's a, a romantic, glamorous uh, part to existence. And then Sunday the 8th, also the moon in Leo, I'd say play, have fun. But do not, do not ignore responsibilities. It is not healthy to procrastinate on anything that's going to put a damper on your playtime. And now I turn it over to Susie. And well, what a big first week of the year. And let's do a little meditation now. I invite everyone, if you can, to try and take a place of stillness. If you need to, remove yourself from wherever you're at and try and find a nice place where you can be quiet. And for many of us, being quiet is hard. The mind is racing, the body's moving, this itches, that needs to move. I just remembered this. Oh, my gosh, what about that? Very, very hard sometimes to find quietness. But it's something that we practice and it's something that eventually, slowly, maybe for some of us a bit faster, we start to train the mind. And meditation is very, very much about training the mind, gaining command over our body, gaining command over our emotions, gaining command over the monkey brain, the thoughts, jumping, flying, jumping from tree to tree, grab that banana. So it really is something that we can work towards and one day we'll come to a point where we can sit and click, close our eyes and our brain immediately goes into that meditation state. So I really do invite you to, to try, if you do struggle with meditation, to just keep at it. It's a practice. And you know, some of us have been doing meditation for most of our lives, you know, since we were young. Some of us have just started yesterday. We're all in the process of doing it. And it's very important not to judge ourselves, not to judge the meditation, what came up, what didn't come up, did I do it well, did I not do it well? Just do it. Just be it and do it. 
and know that as we do it every day, as we come into that place of silence, as we come into that place of emptiness, that we are training our mind and our body and that each time we do it, it does have very powerful physiological effects on our body, which are all good. So we can do it for health purposes, not just for mental health, but also for physical health. So I invite you now to just take that position of comfort. This is our, our first meditation for the calendar year. So we can maybe set an intention as well that, that I will meditate every day for a few minutes, a few moments, a few hours, and that I will make this intention for the highest good. I make this for the highest good of myself so that I can have peace and calmness and find neutrality in more and more moments in my day. But I also do it not just for myself. I do it also for all beings everywhere. I posit myself as a conduit for beings that don't have the luxury of being able to sit for a few moments in peace and quiet. I do it for all beings everywhere to literally increase this frequency of peace in the world. As I personally find peace and quiet, may my peace and quiet come to all beings everywhere. And that's a very good practice too, to always, as you sit and meditate, as you do your prayers, as you do something virtuous for other beings, always offer it up for the benefit of all beings. May all beings be free of suffering. May all beings know happiness. May all beings be able to sit down and enjoy this nutritious meal. May all beings be able to stand outside and feel the sunshine on their face. May all beings be able to breathe in this fresh air that I'm breathing now as I'm walking through the forest. Offer up all of the good things. Offer them up for all beings everywhere. So now let's just take a few deeper breaths. Feeling ourselves settling into a place of kindness, of quietness. And as we relax into this place, just notice, notice where the niggles are. Hear them, see them, feel them, but don't engage. As a thought comes into your mind, don't try and think about it, don't try and push it away. Just let it appear and allow it to also disappear. So we recognize, but we don't engage. Finding a place of quietness in our mind. Finding a place where we allow everything to exist. Where we allow 
nothing to exist, where there is absolute emptiness, and finding that place of neutrality where we're not pulled into, I'm on this side, I'm on that side, where there's no sides, where we can see and experience everything as simply the play of our mind, that everything that we experience is simply the play of mind, how we experience the world all happens through this perception of mind. And we allow ourselves now to have no strong connection, no strong attachment, no strong passion, just for a few moments, just to experience that neutrality, that stillness. Everything is what it is. And you're not being pulled in to the drama. You're not being pulled into any situation. There's nothing hooking into you. There's nothing that is grabbing you. You're able to be completely neutral and peaceful in mind. feeling that peacefulness, that neutrality throughout your entire body, your entire being. Peaceful and calm. And allowing the world just to be as it is in all of its diversity, in all of its aspects, allowing the world to just be as it is and you quietly present without engagement, without any form of attachment, simply being present now. And feeling this energy of emptiness and of clarity, absolute clarity and presence. We gently open our eyes, we become present in the world and we hold on 
to this neutrality very deep within ourselves as we begin now to move, take a few deeper breaths, and we share this peace with all of the world. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. Wishing everyone a beautiful, peaceful new year. And see you next week. Thanks so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.